You say I've been trapping all day, is that what he's saying? Yeah. But to me, it's like they're taking the worst aspect of the drug dealer talk. Like, they're, they're extracting all of the bad parts about that and then making, making really, like, shitty music on top of it. Like, like I can take drug dealer rap if it's done well. If you're, if you're talking about all aspects of it, like, you talk about it. Like, you can talk about being a drug dealer in a way that's still compelling. We're talking about, like, how paranoid you are or how you might have second thoughts about what you're doing. Yeah. It's just, just the, yeah, the, the I, human aspect of, of the doing... The superhero shit, you could say. The, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and this... he He's talking about trapping like he's fucking flipping burgers at McDonald's or something. Or like, or like it's... Like, it's such a casual thing. It's like it's like like you have this like sunny bright oh girl da, 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 like let's you know cheery melodic song and casually saying yeah I've been selling drugs all day like that's not some casual shit <laughs> so that's that's my biggest problem with this kind of stuff well that's not my biggest problem my biggest problem with it <laughs> is that it sucks <laughs> but that is another problem I have with it oh no loops all right, what's up, uh, ladies and gentlemen? Um, you are now listening to the fourth episode of Own No Loops. Own uh, No Loops. That's right. Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm Gene. I feel like we haven't been introducing ourselves to people enough. So I wanted <laughs> well, to make, just so people know who's talking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I hope you're clear. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're um, now officially living under the Trump regime. Yeah, and yeah, we're still we're still alive. We haven't been deported or or arrested yet. But um, today we're gonna talk about um, what the top five albums and rappers of the past five years. Top five of the last five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're alive. <laughs> None of those rappers are me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You, yeah, I'm sorry. You are not on my top five <laughs> list of rappers. Um, for the past 25 years. Oh, God. But, but, <laughs> ouch. Nevertheless. So, yeah, so, so, let's just get into it. All right. I, um, you go ahead and start. Oh. And I'll, I'll follow your lead. You'll follow my lead? All right, yes. all right, all right. Yeah, so basically, I mean, the whole idea behind us doing the top five of the last five was okay, we could go into the whole top five ever and you know some people would say well it's big daddy king rock him and melly mel and other people would say oh it's little wayne and ti and whatever whatever i love how on... you use two different voices like one like you like you have like the old school <laughs> <laughs> voice for for for, for rock him and big daddy king. yeah 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 the, the deeper voice for uh-huh. sure so, you know, we're not even going to bother with that. So, like, if you're somebody who has been listening to hip-hop for a while and you haven't listened in the last five years, this could be a nice uh, update for you. Or maybe uh, you have been and it's a little bit of a challenge as far as what you think and what I think. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's getting everybody mostly on the same page right. um, as far as what you like 
because um yeah you know from what i know rakim hasn't released anything in the last five years but he's in a lot of people's top five of all all time time. yeah but we're just gonna talk about the top five of the last five years and we're gonna hit on the rappers we're gonna hit on the albums and uh as far as albums go i guess for me personally what i would say went into all of that were really um things that i just found myself putting above the rest of the things that i was listening to Mm -hmm. and you know people would have their recommendations and i would say yeah 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 or "Eh." and i would come across certain albums on my own and i would say this is great or what was i doing you know all of that uh coming together and having the five that rose to the top um so as far as my top five albums of the last five years and obviously if you know how to do your math it's what started with 2012 on to anything that just came out last week i don't mean to insult anybody shout out to amigos uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just dropped the album yeah there you go for my top five and and, and, and I'll prepare you. Uh, that fifth slot is a real motherfucker to try to get in because you got like... It's always... The, the fifth slot, no matter what the list is, I feel like the fifth slot is always difficult. It's always that. It, there's always people you don't want to leave out. And, yeah, yeah. Everybody's tied for fifth place. We're all winners. <laughs> you know? Um, Little League trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Participation trophy. That's right. So let me just get into it. Uh, my number five out of um top five albums of the last five years uh was run the jewels 2 Mm. which came out in 2015 i really enjoyed this album and um you know it's i think it was 2014 like was it i think october 2014 oh my god but it was close It it was the end of 2014 you got me on my research. Oh, I'm no. sorry, man. You know, we just got to we got to strive for accuracy. Yes, thank you, Marcus. Uh huh. You know, the accounting firm of Marcus, Marcus, and Marcus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do we cheat him and how? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, run the jewels too. So basically, for me, um, this album uh, reached my top five because of uh, how the subject matter for the album really stood out and they just really went more aggressive. Like you had already heard the first album and said, oh, well, this is a really good idea that they came across with. You know, they kind of fit together. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of, for me, um, something that sounded cool. You kind of have in the background, but standout tracks, stuff that really had you just click and replay or rewind that back. Just for me, it it, it didn't happen. But with their second album, it was just like, what in the world? It was like they just really went there and it was a widespread album. You know, there was some variety as far as where they went, you know, and when tracks stand out for me, that's really an album that just sticks you know it isn't one of those things that i kind of just slide to the back of my hard drive yeah i I feel like and i I agree with you completely i feel like the second run of jewels album it's almost like the first one was like they were still kind of sketching out what they wanted to be as a group yeah like they had the idea they had already started working together uh like the year before and then they just put together a record but then the second one i feel like they really kind of 
I think they kind of be, like really became a group and really came into their own and really figured out their strengths and how to how to play off each other's strengths on that one. Yeah, and things kind of fell into place as far as them moving more into um, a, a, a political area and then switching over and I don't know where Gangster Boo was, but to put her on an album mm. and her just kill the record and then um, and then go and, and do a, a Rage Against the Machine collab get Zach De La Roca and just really have him just hit home. Um, you know, it was just a great album. And there were some tracks that really just got me. I mean, like Crown, I could not mm. stop listening to that because that lyrics, sounds, the lyrics oh man, song. it was yeah. just lyrical heaven. You know, and um, there was some actual subject matter. So that was my five. My number four was The Good Fight by Odyssey. Mm. What year did that come out in, Marcus? <laughs> the Good Fight was... I believe it came out in... 2015. 2015. Yes. I don't know. It was because I saw him uh, perform in 2016, perform that album early right. 2016. That's why I was thinking... See, I checked with you first. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now this album, Odyssey, again, widespread subject matter, very listenable, good track separation, good sequencing. It was a grown man's album. It, it was definitely something all the points were put together. You know, the music, the lyrics, the listenability. Can I listen to this again? You know, am I skipping tracks? Yeah. It just all worked. And at first, I kind of underestimated it. You know, I was seeing the ads or whatever, I think because I'm on a, a, a Mellow Music Group's uh, a mailing list. So I was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, it's this cool picture, you know, him sitting in his living room or something. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, well, let me check this out. And, you know, I'm listening to What's Love, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, that's, that's the first track. On first that? track. Yeah. Yeah, he hit you very hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's love? You know, counterclockwise. You know, him doing singing the hook. Uh, first choice. Uh, just all the tracks, and somehow, I guess it hit me instantly. The fact that a he didn't curse. That that took me. I didn't realize that until somebody pointed it out. Like, I had listened yeah. to the album many times, and then somebody was like, "He didn't curse." I was like, "Oh shit, he didn't." Like, I had to like. Go <laughs> he back. didn't say, "Oh shit." He did. He did not. <laughs> oh shit is not one of the words or phrases you'll be hearing on the Good Fight by Odyssey. Yeah. But um, yeah, from first track to last track, it was like every song uh, stood on its own as a good song. It wasn't like, "Oh well, here's the here's the filler track." So yeah. I, I really enjoyed that album a lot. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to see him perform it and it was just great. Yeah, I feel like that album, it's an album that could have gotten even more um, more exposure than it did. I think just musically, it's something that's probably a bit more accessible than your average quote unquote underground rap album. So I feel like it 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 could get more love than it actually did. But I think that it kind of defied the current sound as far as him coming out with full production and having full accompaniment as far as music and then even him going so far as to tour with a live band when he was performing it was just like okay well if you kind of like this album before i'm really gonna make you love it <laughs> and and i did so yeah. it was beautiful my number three mm -hmm. um was uh, good kid mad city 2012 that's 2012 that's yes. correct october <laughs> So, 
do we really have concept albums anymore in hip hop? I don't really think so. So not like, a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. So as far as how it defied the current sound, I mean albums. I'm sorry to interrupt. Like albums in themselves is like, I mean, people still make albums, but I feel like the album as a unit as a whole is not as important as it used to be. It really isn't. Yeah. I mean, people just. I really think that whether it's a singer or a rapper or any other type of performing artist that they think along the lines of, okay, these are going to be 10 tracks that are going to end up on iTunes or somebody's streaming service and nobody's going to listen to it all the way through. And like that whole theme and the art of executive producing an album doesn't really sit anymore. But with Good Kid, Mad City, it's like we position this so you're going to listen to it from the beginning and yeah. to the end. We're going to craft the story about Shireen and really have you um, go track by track and draw you in. And all of the tracks from the singles, you know, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, uh, Poetic Justice, uh, Swimming Pools all of it worked and then you know any of the tracks any of the collabos even all the way to the bonus tracks just all stood out i mean you know recipes on there um his track with mary's on there and you know just well it depends on which version of the album you bought well that's the deluxe version yeah that's the deluxe version Yeah, yeah 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 um so you know all all of the tracks work all of the collaborations work even if he can't do certain songs anymore <laughs> shout out to drake um you know, I, I think that beef is probably it was it, silly. So it better be squashed. It's, I'm 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 sure if they actually talked, it'd be fine. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. But I, I I definitely loved Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. Um, you know, the music was just awesome. And when he was originally talking about the concept behind the album, I was like, okay, this is great. And then when I heard that he ended up on Aftermath, I'm like, uh, mm. okay, well. Maybe this album won't come out. Maybe it won't come out. <laughs> and I was stuck on Overly Dedicated and thinking that nothing would ever come close to it. Wow. So um, I, I had some some really high standards for it. Okay. Um, my number two was... Uh, got a little disorganized. Thank you for your service. Wow. Um, wow. Tribe okay. Called Quest. That's very recent. <laughs> yes, it's very recent, you know? five years so um thank you for your service worked for me very well because it is probably the most uh subject matter diverse uh q-tip just doing the damnedest on there and all of the guests put onto the album really worked to do their part credited or not credited whatever everything just worked to make Who's that not album. credited several people aren't credited like you know as far as blah 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 featuring you know, Jack White, mm-hmm. Kanye. Um, I don't think Andre 3000 is credited. Well, well, you, you, well, you're right. You have to actually read the liner notes to know yeah. who's, who's doing stuff. It's, it's not like on a, on a big sticker that says featuring yeah, yeah. Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, so, I mean, I love this album, not only because it was a comeback, but because I expected less. I mm. really expected yeah. less, especially with Fife dying, and I was like... 
oh god you know let's hope this is good or at least halfway decent but like every day of me listening to this album i'm like finding a new song to put on repeat mm. one day for, it's enough with it which is uh, q-tip and um Jirobi. rhyming yeah and then another day it's uh, moving backwards which is including anderson pack mm-hmm. who's just you know blowing me away on that track so i'm really really happy with this album yeah. it's it's gotten heavy rotation for me which leaves me t- leads to... me to my number one which it's probably not a surprise right. but to pimp a butterfly kendrick lamar yeah. 2015 16 march no no am i wrong i am wrong <laughs> i'm wrong i got it right ladies and gentlemen i'm wrong yes so it's a pimper butterfly um by kendrick lamar which uh i mean what can i say about this album that hasn't already been said he really went there as far as defying a sound i mean who was doing spoken word anymore who was doing Mm -hmm. jazz Jazz. samples who was uh channeling uh parliament who was uh putting guests on there who actually could contribute to an album instead of just standing separate from the uh the the main artist it 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 just worked so well i mean like there's so many other people that he could have put on the album to just have a little party but it wouldn't have worked like the 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 album wouldn't have been the same if he did it and and like all of the topics that were just like taboo to even touch like showing vulnerability as a rapper Mm. um talking about current situations um as far as the state of uh, the black community i mean even talking about um having uh uh, self-esteem issues just suicidal thoughts suicidal thoughts you know um, shout out to biggie yeah (laughs) just everything and 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 it was just like every time i listen to that album it's something new for me so i'm just like I keep going to the well on that album, and I'm just like, oh, what else am I going to learn new today on this mm. album? Um, so I, I definitely have that as my number one. Now, real quick, yeah, for that number five slot, which I said was um, uh, RTJ2. So you have, uh, you have some, some honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> PTSD by Farrell Monch. Mm. I really wanted to put it up there um, because it was, to me, a real uh it really hit home and it was another album that just was uh, a vulnerable in its um sketching as far as it also being a concept album but also being close to home for him because he just had a lot of issues with taking certain uh drugs for depression and, right um it's um it was sketched out in his music, which I definitely appreciate. And Broken Again was a track that I just could not stop playing. Is that, that's the one where he's just singing? Um, He's singing the hook, but the he's hook. rapping. Okay. Okay. It's one long rap. Okay. Um, One long verse. I don't like shit and I don't go outside. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt, yeah. 2015. Yeah. Uh, that was an honorable mention. He, you could just listen to him rhyme all day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just so easy. The way he flows and the way he rides a beat is just beautiful. So, those are my top albums. Okay. You, sir? Okay. All right. So, uh, my number five is uh, Dice Game by Apollo Brown and Guilty Simpson. Ah, okay. Um, so, Apollo Brown has, in the past uh, five years, has done several of these, these uh, collaborative albums. 
Um, he's a producer from Detroit. Yeah. And he, so he, he he did an album. I think the first time I really become familiar with him was he did an album with OC called Trophies. Oh, uh, yeah. That Trophies. That also came out in 2012. And um, I thought it was really dope. But then Dice Game also Dice Game came out in November 2012. And that one, that that one, I, I just felt like it was like something about this was the perfect combination of Apollo Brown's tracks and um, and um, Guilty Simpson's rhymes on there. Like it's a bit more of an introspective album for for Guilty Simpson mm-hmm. um, than than kind of what he's what he's usually done, but. Something about just that combination of the two of them. They just, it's just, it, I listened to that album so fucking much. Like, <laughs> Apollo definitely hooked him up. Yeah. And, and, and I'll admit with Apollo Brown, sometimes his beats can be a bit monotonous if you listen to a lot of his stuff back to back. But this album, it just all came together for me. And this is my favorite of his collaborative albums. And this is an album that I don't think I would ever get tired of listening to it. Like, like uh, there's a track uh, One Man which is like that's like an anthem for me personally um, just about like just doing shit on your own and, and just it's just such a fucking hard track and I love it I love, but that whole album to me is just, was just really really well done um, so my number four is uh, Pinata aka Cocaine Pinata by you see you you forgot about that one. No, you? no, okay. no, no, okay. no, no. I um, mean I, I I knew but it's just Yeah for my list it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib from uh twenty fourteen. And um my God, like just like so Freddie Gibbs is an artist who I've been paying attention to. I wasn't the biggest fan of his, but my thing with him is like he can rap he can rap his ass off. I'm not always a big fan of what he raps about, but he raps well and that that goes a long way with me. Um, but then him hooking up with Madlib was such an odd thing. Like because his music is not like he's never rapped over Madlib before. He's never his music is not what you you wouldn't expect. Right? Madlib usually works with yeah, artists. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just um I honestly think that it was like a stepping stone for mad lib to um obviously he's legendary so it's not like he's just getting on or whatever but what i'm saying is that uh freddie gibbs is like somewhat higher profile than some of the other artists that he's worked with and then for him to go on and do uh no more parties in la is just like okay well maybe hmm. a lot more people know about him now. right now yeah yeah but um but yeah, it was just it's not what you're used to from either art from either from either Madlib or Freddie Gibbs. But like Freddie Gibbs to me proved that his his beat selection is immaculate. Like he chose like he could have gone with like boilerplate Madlib, but he like he chose like some of the most unorthodox Madlib tracks to rhyme over and he killed it. Yeah, and I, I I was listening to it and I was honestly thinking about uh <laughs> for Cuban links for a minute. Yeah, yeah, no, that yeah, that album is absolutely masterful, and it's that's it's 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 gonna be that's an album that again I can listen to like whenever, and it just it um it it lived up to its promise 100. percent So that's my number four. Uh, my number three is uh, Reloaded by Rock Marciano. Wow. Um, this came out in 2012, late 2012, and um. So Mar- Rock Marciano is an artist who, you know, he was down with the UN early on. Yeah, he was down with uh, Flip Mode at one point, uh, artist from from Long Island. And uh, but he, 
So he came out with Marsberg in I think 2011, and Marsberg was an album that a lot of people were comparing it to, um, to like Cuban Links in terms of just in terms of like the, in terms of the, the style of it. It was very it was almost like a throwback in a way, right. musically. But Reloaded was completely different in that um, it was like his his rhymes were a lot more laid back. The beats were like way more low key. Like you have some like those like like drumless type tracks and and when I listened to it at first I was disappointed by it really because it didn't have uh, Marsburg is very like I guess you would call it like a more of like a boom bap type record yeah and um, Reloaded is far more laid back more more sample heavy and when I first listened to it it wasn't what I was expecting so I was disappointed mm-hmm. right but after listening to it more and more I was like oh shit like this is this is borderline masterpiece like just in terms of just the him mastering a sound and running with that sound for the entire album yeah and um it's 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 such an un, it's a very unorthodox record right. and but but um i've used that word twice already but, <laughs> but fine it, but it is though and, and maybe that's what it that's what i like about these records is that they're so different but that reloaded is it wasn't what i expected but i realized it was the album that i needed so, oh, um, album that I needed at this point in my so, life. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I I love that record, and it was it's it's just so unique and just really really well done. All right. Um, my number two record of the past five years is "Life Is Good" by Nas. Oh. Um, so Nas, I'm it I'm, uh, it's no secret for me. Nas is possibly my favorite rapper of all time. So he's always going to get a little more leeway for me. But at the same time, I have no problem admitting that the majority of his albums are not that good. As 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 albums, right? As as albums, they're they're not they're, you know, he he's a, he's a rapper who just fails to live to his potential most of the time. Like I think as a rapper he's amazing. As someone who puts together, as, as someone, I think who, I need to come back with the "How do you?" <laughs> being that we're both from Queens. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> I, I stepped on your hometown. I'm How sorry. dare you? <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, but like you know, as much as I love Nas, I I have been disappointed by many of his albums. But I still will fuck with them just because, as a rapper, he's he's unparalleled to me. Like no one is on his level when he. When he is on his game, no one is on his level, and and I feel like Life Is Good is the album that finally, where he finally reached his potential, um, yeah. at least you know, you know, since you know, Illmatic, since uh, Lost Tapes, like he he he, 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 made, he he made the album that people have been waiting for him to make. He surprised me on this. I mean, even just some of the tracks, Daughters, mm-hmm. um, you know, even the Don, like yeah. um, I was just like. Okay. To well, this day, right. I still hear the Don. Like, people play that at parties. Like, DJs will play that at a party. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, Daughters was just like, uh, I, I I like that he's going in this direction. Um, it's very honest. It's a very honest record. And that's that's what I like about it. Like, like Daughters is an extremely honest record. Like, he's talking about shit that actually, like, happened and was like a, a little, like a slight media scandal for a minute. Like, yeah. You, you know, and... Then, of course, going through the divorce at that time from yeah, police. Yeah, and And so the album itself doesn't actually... He doesn't actually touch on the divorce as much as people maybe thought he would. I mean, you know, obviously there's the song uh, Bye Baby, which where he talks about his marriage, and 
but it's really more so about his marriage than it is about the divorce. It's actually it's actually kind of a happy song in a way because he's he's like reminiscing about the better times with his marriage. But yeah, I just feel like the you know he he had Salam Remy and No ID like executive produce it, and I think that really like helped. I think I think the only thing missing from Nas's albums is just you know, good executive production. Someone to steer the boat and be like, N- you know, maybe this beat or maybe this hook yeah. is not quite. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't rap as a 1950s detective on the song. Uh, you can't get past that, man. <laughs> but, but um, maybe that's not the best idea, man. You know, but but I think as long as he has someone steering the ship, man, he he will produce. And I'm really hoping that whatever he comes out with next, it's almost it's almost. I feel like it'd almost be hard to live up to that out to life is good, but I'm just hoping he does something that's equally as uh, pleasing as that one was. All right, all right, all right. Um, Where are we at? We're at number one. Number one. So my number one, again, no surprise, it's The Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Head and shoulders above the rest. <laughs> yeah, no, like, and it's funny because when Life is Good came out, I was comparing it to... Um, Good Kid, Mad City, because they both came out in the same year. And I was like, well, which, which one is better? And I think I went with Life is Good, but Pimma Butterfly eclipses all of them. Uh, and real quick, I just want to say, you mentioned Nas, and you just mentioned um, To Pimper Butterfly, and you mentioned music. If the music was better and maybe a couple other elements, I would think that Untitled could have been To Pimper Butterfly before To Pimper Butterfly came out. Interesting. I mean, maybe we can we can talk about that <laughs> in another episode. But um, yeah, yeah, and uh, Untitled definitely needed a lot of tweaking. But anyway, uh, Pimple Butterfly. I mean, this album. Where do you start with it? I mean, you could you could talk about the lyrics and how ama- how great, you know, the the fact that he has such varied subject matter. He was talking about a lot of like again. You you spoke about his vulnerability. Yeah. And he touched a lot of topics on the album, you know, Black of the Berry. I was, I was, I watched. Um, I went to, I went to see a screening of the of the documentary um, I Am Not Your Negro, which is about uh, James Baldwin. Oh, you went to see that? I went, to, I went to see, I went to see that. And mm-hmm. um, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but the the song they played during the closing credits is Black of the Berry. Right. And that was, it was just sitting there in like a theater in the dark, and like hearing that song play loud as fuck was like really. It it just kind of resurrected that song's greatness for me, and it was such oh, a it was man. a moment. Just the opening lines of that track, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> like that was a hard that was a hard ass powerful ass record, and but the album really lives up to it. And um, but yeah, and like so on the one hand, yeah, you have all the all the lyrics and the subject matter, which is varied, which is real, which is you know super relevant to the times. But then even just looking at it from a musical standpoint, it's it's so. So well crafted in a way that albums I feel like are not, especially rap albums, are not crafted anymore. Right, right. Like musically, it actually reminds me musically of um, "Like Water for Chocolate" by Common. Ah. Okay. In that, in that he like for like Kendrick put together a band for this album. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like Thundercat and Belial and Terrence Martin. Terrence Martin. Um, you have all these producers and musicians, like real musicians who play instruments, like just kind of. Almost, you you could almost get the sense that they were just kind of like having jam sessions and just yeah. really putting together the sound of the record. And it took a long time to come out, but for good reason because he was really crafting something that would just be unparalleled in terms of quality. And 
when you just put all that together music rhymes lyrics subject matter like you it you'd be hard pressed to find something as good as Pimba Butterfly. So yeah, that was that's very easily very easy choice for my my top album of the past five years, maybe past ten years. Whoa! But, and and that's weird for me because you know I'm I'm not easy. It's not easy for me to like embrace a new artist necessarily. But um, and and I already liked Kendrick a lot before prior to. Uh, Price's last album. But, Man, I'm telling but, you, any album that he came out with, even Good Kid, Mad City, I was sitting there like, yeah, let me listen to Overly Dedicated now. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, Good Kid, Mad City, I, I liked it, but uh, again, it wasn't my favorite album of that year, and I was like, yeah, this is this is really good, but but um, I mean, maybe even great, but yeah, I wasn't like convinced, like, oh, he's like that dude, but Pimba Butterfly, like. He is he is that dude. Like, yeah. No no question <laughs> yeah. about it. No question about it. And I eagerly anticipate his next album. I don't know when it's coming out, and I honestly don't care as long as he t- is he if, he if it takes him another three years, if he takes his time to make something as good or as yeah, close man. to as good as that as that album, I'm cool. Yeah. With take it. your I'm time, cool. bro. Take yeah. your time. I don't know if you're listening to this, but he's not. You know, <laughs> we we appreciate the year of collabos in 2016, and if you just Go ahead and do that for 2017. We're all, we're all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so real quick, honorable mentions. Uh, rap music or R.A.P. music by Killer Mike. To me, this is, as much as I like Run the Jewels, I think this is LP and Killer Mike's best collaboration, in my opinion. Uh, that that album was just ridiculously good. And um, um, Joe, Joe's chilling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that album is, is, is dope. Also, um... Honorable mention, uh, Tribe, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. Uh, um, like you said, I mean, it, it defied expectations. And Tribe is, you know, Tribe is one of the, the very best rap groups of all time. And for them to come out with an album 18 years later that really honors and lives up to their legacy is just is just almost unimaginable. But they did it. And so that gets an honorable mention for me. Another one for me is uh, Step Brothers by The Alchemist and Evidence. Okay. of violated peoples i something about this album just really struck me it's just it's alchemist and evidence are not the best rappers in the world <laughs> i mean they're not bad but they're not like they're not known for like they would never make a top rapper list for me but this album i just really i, I just really like this album a lot it was just right. really it was really enjoyable because like they don't take themselves too seriously which i really like there's a, there's a lot of humor in the record um, but the beats are really dope. Like Alchemist did, I think Alchemist did all but one track. I think Evidence only produced one track. Okay. But there's like crazy, just crazy. The sample, like there's a lot of the samples they use are crazy. Um, there's a track where they sampled, they sampled Questlove speaking on the, uh, in, the in the Tribe documentary. Okay. Where, where Quest goes, uh, uh, Tip was very smooth. Five was very hype. And they, <laughs> they they looped that. They looped that as like as as a track. And that's it's it's both funny and dope at the same time. And there's a lot of little moments like that throughout that album, but yeah, that's just really for me. That's just a really replayable and enjoyable record, so I had to mention it. Okay. All right. So that's my that's that's my albums. All right. Well, now we move on to top five rappers of the last five years. Yeah. And for me, um, I like I mentioned in a previous episode, really go towards the total package, which is um, song structure versus 
music choices, uh, just everything. Uh, and I, if you haven't noticed already, am really big on albums with some type of variety. Like uh, an album that has like five or six different topics going on throughout it is real big for me. And also uh, a rapper who's not afraid to touch on certain topics that are not normally visited or not uh, are taboo, I guess I would say. Um, that definitely gets a lot of respect from me. And also people who um, approach uh, certain songs with a different style and, mm. you know, even within said song, just constantly switching and changing between a verse, whether it's speed or voice or just how they're just spitting everything. I'm, okay. I, I respect that a lot. You know, the, the whole monotone, let me rap about the same thing for 16 tracks, it's not... It doesn't work for me when it comes to at least this. All right. So I'll actually start with uh, the note about the honorable mention. So again, that mm. top five or that fifth spot was just a tough one for me. Right. And my honorable mentions was basically a fight between an ASAP, an ASOP, and a TIP. Ha. So, okay. Um, ASAP Rocky, uh, he just did the damn thing with his last album and I it convinced me like I wasn't really an Aesop mob overall fan right and Aesop Rocky um with his last album just he he elevated he definitely now was elevated. that live love Aesop or long live Aesop or live ASAP. live Aesop which one was that <laughs> long live long ASAP. live Aesop okay um so he elevated it for me and I just really think that dude is gifted and he is definitely gonna go far within the next few years. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. But um, no, it was at long last ASAP. Okay. Well, confusing. The album titles. I don't blame you. The album titles are confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. ASAP Rock, who uh, uh -huh. many uh, like to refer to as a underground legend. Mm. Um, he. Uh, he is just lyric heavy um, and just, I don't know, like you listen to his song five times, you just get, or any songs of his, you get five different thoughts when you're done. Um, I don't know how that dude's writing process comes about, but he is just really gifted with the pen yeah. and um, just imagery is crazy. And then Q-Tip, obviously uh, we're talking about uh, one album here because mm -hmm. um, yeah, sure. I don't believe he had too many features in the last five years but um, you know the Tribe album it was Fife on there and it was several guests and it was Droby stepping up but Q-Tip did his damnedest to get that album going yeah. and you could hear it in his lyrics and yeah. just the way he was flowing was so steady and easy yeah. and, um, you know I definitely appreciate it I mean it was again one album so I probably wouldn't end up putting him in the top, the top five, five, but right. uh, you know he definitely uh, did his thing. Yeah, I, w I was. I bet I was. I was. I was pleasantly surprised at how well Q-Tip is rapping on the new album. I mean, Q-Tip is, you know, I mean, Q-Tip is Q-Tip, so yeah, I shouldn't be too surprised. But I felt like he stepped it up even more than I maybe would have expected him to. Like, yeah, like yeah. I don't like you know when I listen to to like a Q-Tip album like the Renaissance. Like as dope as I think that album is, and and um, but you know I I don't. If you ask me to list like favorite rappers, I don't necessarily put him on that list. 
Yeah. But but um no, he really I think he really he really really stepped it up for, for the recent album. Yeah. You, you could hear the passion in his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I felt it. I felt it. Like, you know, um, to bring that together uh, to make a 90s group not sound dated at all was just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and he was a big part of that. So, my fifth slot, Earl Sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. You know, I already talked about it. I could listen to that guy rhyme all day. He, yeah. he knows how to ride a beat. He knows how to load verses or lines with lyrics and not overload it. And you're able to follow him wherever he wants to take you with a a verse or an entire rap. Yeah. He just has a gift. He's he's extremely gifted. He is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he, um, I think, I think he could talk or rhyme about anything and craft anything. And it's just the way his words come together is just fluid. I, I I really enjoy listening to him uh, yeah. rap, and of course, he released two albums in the last five years. And um, Doris and I don't like shit. I don't go outside. Yeah, yeah. So um, he definitely had some uh, work, and um, I'm excited about his next album. Yeah, he he didn't make my list, but I don't like shit. I don't go outside. I I really like that album a lot. Um, it's it's extremely replayable, and I think. I think partially because it's and he, he so he he's on my honorable mention list so I, I'll just go ahead and kind of talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but um that album it's it's a short album it's like half an hour like thirty five minutes or something yeah, yeah yeah but which which kind of I think I think that that's one of his strengths actually it's is it's it's brevity because it allows you to kind of play it over and over and not really tire of it too easily mm-hmm. and um but yeah like and, and he produced that whole album himself except for one track like he did he produced the, the rest of it whereas Doris yeah. Doris had a lot of different producers but yeah. this one it was really it really sound it really feels and sounds like him like he just him just expressing himself fully and uh even his like he he kind of i guess mastered uh rapping with his his deeper more adult voice yeah. so like his voice sounded a bit drowned out on doris but on this one on uh i don't like shit i don't go outside his voice sounds more sounds like he kind of got he he figured out how to really rap with his 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 post pubescent uh, <laughs> voice, but yeah, no, that's that's. But um, anyway, yeah, that's that's a really dope album. And, yeah, I, and, I, and he's a great rapper. So. And I totally agree with you on that point because when I really first started listening to anybody from the Odd Future crew, which was on um, uh, Tyler's album, I think it was the Wolf album, um, like his his first record or the the album with Yonkers on it. Um, that is Goblin. Goblin, yeah, that's yeah. right. When I first heard it, I was kind of like, yeah, and then Earl, am I supposed to be excited about them? But, like, really listening again, I was like, damn, these dudes are freaking creative. So, so yeah, again, I'm excited to see uh, where Earl is going. Sure. Um, Number four, somewhat controversial, and I'll explain why. Uh, Black Thought from the Roots. Okay. Reason why I say that is because they only came out with one album and it had about six tracks on it. It had about six tracks and Black Thought has maybe one verse he, yeah, each. Yeah. And, he, and, and <laughs> there's only like rapping on half the album and yeah. It I don't want to I don't want to get into that album too yeah. much. But it well, was, yeah, I mean, so I I personally was a little let down on um with and then you shoot your cousin. I was very let down by that. <laughs> like, that's the only Roots album I would say that uh, was disappointing to me. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge Roots fan. And um, 
I'm a huge Black Thought fan. So sure. to supplement the fact that he was not on a lot of uh, verses on that album, he did a lot of features. He um, did. You know, featured on Farrell Monch's album, featured on a few other albums, and every time, even freestyles on uh, television. Tony Touch. Yeah. What, he is legendary, as the Roots always call themselves, and mm. it just kills me how uh, he's been in the game for such a long time, and he still sounds fresh. I think he gets better. I think he's actually yeah. gotten a lot better than when, when they first yeah. came. Yeah, and even within songs like um, Dark, uh, Trinity, on, um, and then you shoot your cousin, he's flipping three different styles within one verse. Mm. And I'm just like, how do you... <laughs> Where did you... You know, and if you were ever to do like a documentary on um, how a rapper rhymes on beat, what notes they rhyme on, mm. he's definitely an example of that. So even though there was a little output uh, from him over the last few years, I need to put him on my list. Yeah, he's he, he's a machine. Yes, he's he a is. rapping machine. He's a machine. Number three, Joey Badass. Wow. 2015 was a big year for him um, before the money. I enjoyed that album a lot. Um, and then, of course, his features all the way up to um, Land of the Free, which just was released on um, Inauguration Day, making a, a statement about uh, the new administration. Mm. Um, Joey Badass, um, I have felt that he's just gotten better each time that he comes out, even when he's doing singles, which he did a few of uh, this past year. Devastated was one. Yeah, yeah. so... And features, I mean, it, he's just doing his thing. And uh, even though, um, you know, he started as a teenager, I really think that he understands what he wants to do. He has a good ear for music. He has a good uh, flow. He definitely is like head and shoulders above other people or his age. And I'm just, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And, and I definitely enjoy listening to him. Okay. Number two is a little controversial, too, because I can't separate them, even though they're two totally different people, but hmm. Run the Jewels is number two. Okay. So, I know that, obviously, LP is his own person, and Killer Mike is his own person, and he even had uh, two long careers before they even got together. That's right. It's like they balance each other out so well between the three albums that they've released together in the last three years, five years, that... It, it just works very well. So, like, if you prefer one on one track, you're going to prefer the other on another track. Mm. And um, they fuse together without sounding exactly the same. So it's like they're, they're united, but they're still two separate uh, individuals at the same time, and they just make each other better. And even though um, they've been doing it for a while, it's like each time they come out, um, within themselves as Run the Jewels, it's just like you're expecting something great, and um, as a unit, they're great. So, like other duos or other groups, there's always somebody that stands out. Right. They definitely uh, uh, help each other, balance each other out. So, I, I just can't separate them. So, I would have to say them uh, together as my number two. That's not controversial at all. <laughs> um, my number one, it's probably not a big surprise. Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, I mean, with two, yes, they're classics. <laughs> I know people are going to keep writing about that. But two classic hip-hop albums 
numerous features, um, a ton of them in 2016 alone, and then his leavings in 2016, which got everybody excited. Un- untitled Unmastered. Untitled Unmastered. Yeah. He is definitely uh, the best rapper in the last five years, in my opinion. It's not even close. Yeah. He's able to structure songs. He's able to perform live very well. Um, he's probably one of the only rappers who's putting a well-thought-out live performance. Great flow, um, great lyrics. Uh, he, he definitely understands how to put songs together as opposed to raps over a nice beat. And albums. And albums, yeah. yes, albums. Yeah. So Kendrick, Lamar, thank you for the two albums that you put out over the last couple of years, and you are definitely the best rapper of the last five years. All right. Um, all right, so I was going with my number five. Uh, my number five is uh, Apathy um, from Connecticut. He Apathy is, is just one of those rappers who, he, it's like him, there's like Master Ace, there's like Ed OG. These are rappers who have been, been around for a long time, but they know how to make albums. I mean, we were just talking about making albums. They make albums that are front to back, like solid. And in some cases they have like a theme either a lyrical theme or a musical theme but they always have like a theme and like his past he put out so apathy's put out a few albums and in eps in the past uh five years uh connecticut casual it came out in 2014 he had an ep called weekend at the cape 2015 and he put an album out in 2016 called handshakes with snakes and but they're all like connecticut casual is he he found some way to kind of like it really sounds like it's like a very um, musically, he kind of he, he has like a lot of like nautical type samples, <laughs> um, but he he and then Weekend at the Cape kind of extends extends that a bit. That came out the next year. It was an EP that came out the next year. His he makes rap music in a way people a lot of people don't make rap music anymore. Like he makes like really um, uh, boom bap just to put it as as simple as, as possible. He makes like very tried and true boom bap music and but he does it really well and he raps he raps his ass off and and he knows how to craft an album that has like a singular sound and a singular theme and i feel like a lot of rappers don't know how to do that and so um yeah that's why he makes my number five because whenever he puts out an album i have to give him my full attention and i i usually end up buying it just because he's just one of those artists who i have to support and who just always always does his thing and and sticks to his guns and and (laughs) i I appreciate that i appreciate that my number four is Odyssey. So you you talked about you spoke about Odyssey earlier yes, I did. and, and yes, I did. the Good Fight, which was a, a great album, came out cool. in 2015. Even even better in my opinion than the Good Fight was uh, People Hear What They See, which what? came out in came out in 2012. So Odyssey as a rapper, I, he's not like a super lyrical dude, but he raps well and and he produces. He does all you know. He he's he's maybe even known more as a producer than as a rapper. Yeah, but. Yeah. but the fact that he can do both so well and 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 constantly put out quality work is impressive to say the least. And yeah. So he has, so I had to give him a spot uh, on my list because whenever he drops anything again, I have to give him my full attention. And he rarely puts out anything that's less than than than, than good, maybe even great. And so 
you know, he's in, and, he, and he's put out a lot of music over the past few years. He put out people hear what they see, 2012, yeah. uh, Tangible Dream, yeah, uh, the Good Fight. We already mentioned he put out put out a bunch of uh, instrumental albums that are really tape. really dope. Odd yeah. Tape and uh, Rock Creek Park, yeah, and um and he and he's put out even he put out the with the Alawasta EP. Um, and he think, I think he has another album coming out in 2017. He just put out a single at the end of 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's constantly working and constantly doing good work. And so that has to, I just have to recognize that. So All right. shout out to Odyssey. Um, my number three is Nas. So I already, <laughs> I already gushed about Life is Good, the album. I just, I love that album and I've always been a fan of Nas. But um, just as a rapper, again, I just think in terms of his vocabulary, in terms of the visuals he, he paints when he raps, he's just unparalleled in that category. And um, it started, if you want to go back to like five years, he, he did a verse on a Rick Ross record called uh, Triple Beam Dreams. Um, Nas's verse on that is just one of the best verses in, I've, I've heard in a long time. Um, and what I like about it is, so triple beam dreams, I, you know, subject matter is obvious, drug dealing, crack, yada yada yada. But, <laughs> but the what what makes where Nas really shows what makes Nas Nas is that his verse is he's talking about how he was a failure as a drug dealer, right. how like he he did it because that's what people did in his hood because he was broke, right? And but he he talked about how he was terrible at it and how he had second thoughts about it, like you know I'm I'm killing my people. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm killing my people, but I'm making money. And then he says, like, he immediately calls himself out on it. He says, you know, it was a poor, he was like, yeah, poor excuse. And so I was. So he says, like, yeah, like, it was, a, I'm making a poor excuse for what I'm doing, and I'm being a poor excuse for a man. Like, like few rappers can, can do with words what he does. He hasn't had a, a ton of output, which, you know, I guess to his credit, perhaps, you know, the fact that he, he kind of shows restraint there, but... But yeah, um, he, he's, he, he's had the one album. He just dropped uh, the guest verse on the Robin Thicke song. Um, yeah, but he got a little political there. Yeah, um, and I was always political to a certain extent. Like, well, Nas, of course, of course. I, I mean, I mean, he 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 balances kind of the braggadocious and the political. He he, he knows what he. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and he he had a, he had a lot of guest verses in the past couple of years. He, you know, he did a, he had a song on the Birth of the Nation uh, soundtrack, which. Um, he had a, a verse on the the soundtrack for the upcoming movie The Land, which is about Cleveland, I think. With yeah. A track he did with Erica Badu. Yeah. He he was on the Game album, the the uh, documentary Two Point Five or whatever. Um, uh, he had a he had a verse on Rick Ross's uh, Black Market album, uh, Dave East, Fat Sean, you know, cats who are on uh, Mass Appeal. But then he had, I think, where he made the most noise was the the track uh, Nas album done. I hate I hate the the title of the song. For, number one, because it is grammatically incorrect, but also because the I don't not done. I don't think his album is done. Right, <laughs> it's incorrect on multiple levels. But um, and the beat was cool. It, it was like a modern sounding beat, which was cool. But you know, he his verses on there, like people, I feel like people were really like taken aback by that. But I feel like if you were taken aback by it, you probably haven't been paying attention, because it's like if Nas has been rapping on that level or better for at least the past five years. So, right. and I think he definitely had a period where he wasn't as his output wasn't as strong. But um, he's, I think he's proven over the past five years that he's still like not to be fucked with. And of course. Um, you know, I look forward to whatever he puts out next. Um, I just hope it again, hope it matches. 
his his recent output. Um, my number two is probably less controversial than your number two. It's, <laughs> it's uh, Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Killer Mike. <laughs> um, not not to leave out LP because I've I've always loved LP. I mean, Fantastic Damage is like one of my favorite. That's like a top five, top ten album for me personally. So I love LP. But you chose but, Killer but Mike I chose, by himself. I chose Killer Mike by himself. I guess Posh mainly because of rap music. Because okay. again, I feel like that I feel like that album by itself is better than any of the Run the Jewels albums. Really? And, Whoa! And I was a little I was a little Whoa. I was actually disappointed by uh, Cancer for Cure. Okay. Um, I felt like I don't know, and I, it just didn't hit me the way that LP's previous albums hit me. But uh, rap music was just was just super like a super super dope album. Right. Um, you know, again, like it's like Nas, he he balances the political and the the braggadocious, and he does it really well. He does. And he Killer does Mike does. Killer Mike is has to be one of the most has to be one of the smartest rappers ever. Like he just is. he's 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 really smart. Super smart, super eloquent, super you know, really you know, clearly well read, really knows his shit, and um, and that you don't see that a lot in rappers these days. And so, yeah. And so I, I just really admire that about him. But yeah, so so when I name him as my number two, that includes rap music. That that it also includes the Run the Jewels albums. Okay. Um, where again, I, and you know, to your point, Killer Mike and LP really bounce off each other well. I think Killer Mike gives a slight edge for me on those records, but LP, you know, LP is the fucking man, regardless. <laughs> but but yeah, again, I, I give the slight edge to Killer Mike. Killer Mike is just one of those. He's he's a rare a rare talent. Um, just just wraps his ass off every time he, and he he definitely is a rare talent yeah and, um you know to be able to balance the, like you said the braggadocious and the political and to know how to attack everything uh knowing full well that they're kind of like a um a hip-hop heavy metal group mm. if that makes sense because it's, it's 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 like there's definitely that Aggression, yeah, that you'll find in a lot of hip hop, but it's, it's a slightly different type of aggression, yeah. either because of the music that they use or because of what they're talking about right. or how they're uh, attacking everything, how they're flowing. Um, they they make that work well, and he he definitely does. So yeah, yeah. And if you're not if if um you're new to Killer Mike, definitely check out the Pledge Allegiance to the Grind series. There's a lot of good stuff on those on those records as well. And then, so uh, my number one is no surprise again, <laughs> uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, um, everything you said, everything we've already said about Kendrick. Um, I, there's not a lot more to say about him, but um, he's he's someone who clearly is just pushing the art form in a way that very yeah. few, if any, other rappers are doing right now. But he pushes it and he does it really well. Like, because you, you can be experimental and and your experiment goes awry, but his he he's able to do new things and have them still be dope. Not only be dope, but then have them gain mainstream acceptance. And so, his ability to do that is just is un is is unmatched. You know, and like like we mentioned, Untitled Unmastered. It was an album of leftovers, yet still still compelling. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, and um, again, so whatever he he does next, I'm always looking forward to it, and just. As a rapper, his his flows, his voices, just everything he does is clearly, you know, just trying to push the art form. You cannot support that. So, Kendrick Lamar, number one. Number one. Um, 
And then briefly, honorable mentions. I already already mentioned Earl. Um, also, kind of along that same the same lines, uh, Vince Staples. Okay. Um, he's he's an artist who Chicago. Chicago. Is he from Chicago? Vince Staples is from Long Beach. Oh, north yeah, North right. Side Long Beach. Hey, um, where did I see Chicago from? Because I always mix them up with Vic Mensa. Ah. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. That, okay, I get that. But um, <laughs> but uh, no. Vince Staples is, is like as a rapper, I really admire it because because he's young. He's super young, but but like kind of kind of has like an old soul with his raps. I feel like like he raps like he. I feel like he's wise behind his year, beyond his years, and he raps just really well. I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan of his musical choices. Um, like he put out the Prima Donna EP. I wasn't feeling it musically, but rap-wise, lyric-wise, I, I fuck with him. So he gets an honorable mention for me. Yeah, I like him too. I mean, I I, I definitely enjoyed the uh, direction of Prima Donna as far as where it was going and um, kind of the picture that he was painting, especially with Smile. Smile, mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Okay. And uh, then even his features, his feature on uh, Schoolboy Q's album mm-hmm. last year. I like so yeah I, I I enjoy him too yeah and then another honorable mention for me is homeboy Sandman he's an artist who I, I got into him maybe around 2010 or so when I was living in New York but um, he's he's someone again you talk about somebody pushing the envelope he every song he has like he will put out like a, he'll have like a different flow and you know he he touches all kinds of subject matter from like the lighthearted to the serious to the political to just talking about relationships yeah. or whatever he like runs the gamut and and um, he's put out he's he has a ton of output. I feel like he all he does is make music, but um, he's put out a ton of like several albums and EPs over the past five years, and they're all good to uh, to a certain extent. And so uh, I just had to I just had to, had to give him a shout out because um, again I always listen to what he does. Yeah, he's someone who just raps just raps his ass off and is just one of the most interesting artists I think in rap. So. That's homeboy Sandman. Homeboy Sandman. Um, all right. So we got our top five albums, top five rappers. We got all of our uh, honorable mentions. So um, if you want to join in on a conversation and let us know what your top fives are, uh, definitely go to hashtag own no loops. Own no loops. Yeah, we uh, definitely are up there on Twitter uh, looking to see what you uh, have as your input on some of our uh, show's topics. So um, definitely uh, jot down whatever your top five rappers and albums are of the last five years. Also, real quick, um, also I, I keep adding to the uh, hashtag uh, own those bars. That's right. That's right. And um, Land of the Free, Joey Badass, uh, definitely is on there. I already mentioned it. I enjoyed listening to that track. So hashtag own those bars, Joey Badass, for uh, Land of the Free. All right, and uh, so you can uh, catch us. You can catch me again. I'm Marcus. Uh, you can catch me on the Twitters at uh, Urkel Modi, U R K E L M O E D W E. And I'm um, Gene. You can catch me at Old Dirty Plaster, O L D I R T Y P L A S T E R. Um, and, uh, you know, get at us. Yeah, you can also hit us up on our email. I don't know if people still email each other anymore, but you can, <laughs> you can hit up our email. It's ownnoloops at uh, gmail.com. Nice. And yeah, so that will be that will conclude this episode. Uh, please stay tuned. Keep listening. Uh, we'll keep making episodes. Yeah, as long as you want us to. As and <laughs> and um, 
notes for life um you know uh stay out of trouble <laughs> please um yeah. and uh you know just be good to each other renew renew those passports oh <laughs> please yes renew those passports yes yes and clean your chicken before you bake it and don't count your chickens before they hatch <laughs> um until next time ladies and gentlemen that was on no loops peace <laughs> peace